The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello again, this is Ryan, one of your local HBO boys, and I am back to do the second episode of Hunter Hunter. If you recall from last time, I had a bit of a nomenclature issue, didn't know if the X in Hunter Hunter was silent, turns out totes is, yeah, it is incredibly silent and not supposed to be said out loud, so you know, I've learned that now. And uh, we are going to move on with our lives knowing that Hunter Hunter is that exactly. The X is there to, I don't know, make me feel dumb, sound dumb. Maybe I am dumb. That could be the answer to a whole lot of questions. Ones I don't even ask on this podcast. So yeah, I'm back for another solo adventure. Hey James, by the way, when you're listening to this, here's episode number two. Isn't that crazy that I did two episodes of a solo show? Where, as you could not get through one with Stargirl, because it's so terrible, and such a waste of your time and energy, and it makes you feel bad while watching it? <laughs> I got you. you son, how dare you? Anyway, I asked James questions about Hunter Hunter. Basically did a interview with him through the internet, because we live on opposite sides of the globe. And also, he is a anime expert, I'm going to call him. I don't know if he'll agree with that assessment, but as I am a anime novice, I decided to ask him a few questions, and this is the transcript. I know everybody, including me, misses James on this podcast, but the best alternative is just me reading things he typed, right? That's entertaining. I asked him if Hunter x Hunter was in his top 10 animes, top 10 mangas, and he said, yes, it's in the top 10. It's the best shonen battle manga slash anime. That's the genre with Dragon Ball Z, Bleach, Naruto. My favorite part is the last arc. That's way far away from us. Don't have to worry about that. My least favorite part is the second arc. But that's okay because it's pretty short. Which is great because that's soon, I guess, I don't know, as long as I keep watching, my consistency needs to stay up. I need to be fighting in all cylinders to get to the second arc. I think I'm going to. I do like the show. What I like best about the show, this is James again, by the way, is how the overall storylines are written. The stakes are never life or death or the end of the world. They're personal and story-driven stakes. So like in Bleach and DBZ, the characters all achieve a perfect victory. And you know that going into every single arc in those shows, but not a single arc in Hunter x Hunter ends like that or in a way that you can predict. 
He goes on to say, like, there's no chosen one subtext like in every single other anime. If it were D&D, Gone is neutral slash good, Leorio is lawful slash good, Kurapika is lawful slash neutral, and Kalua, Kalua, don't know, is chaotic neutral. I'm glad you're starting, even if you don't watch all 160 episodes. When do people have time for this? I bet when, like, they're watching other TV shows or, like, not. Anyway, and then we talked about the Call of Cthulhu campaign, which is coming up really soon. And he sent me my character sheet. Uh, oh, and I'll tell you here. I believe my name is Ryan Brickman, which is a stretch. Before we keep going, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash the HBO Boys, Boys with the Z. Give $1 or more a month and you get a bunch of extra content. And this podcast 24 hours earlier than I put it up on the main channel. So that's pretty sweet. Go do that. It's going to be cool. The second episode of Hunter Hunter is called Test of Tests. Truly, it's called Test X of X Tests. But now we know... Because we're not big old dummies anymore. <laughs> I'm not dumb. We know that it's just test of tests. And the summary goes like this. Gone, Leorio, and Kirapika have arrived at the city where the exam will be held. They follow the captain's advice and head for a shortcut to the exam site. On the way, they pass through a slum where a group of old ladies are waiting for them. <laughs> so it goes. Been there. The ladies tell them that they must pass their quiz or be disqualified from the hunter exam. <sighs> Voted off the island before you even begin. Sad times. For reference, I've learned some things about this show between the first and second episode. Like, this is a remake or a reboot of a show made in 2009. This one was made in 2014. I assume it was just another company that then either sold the rights or lost the rights. And then this new company made this new reboot show. But this is the one, according to James, that most people count as the true canon Hunter Hunter. And I read some of the plot summaries for the 2009 show, and they're pretty similar. The pilot was a little different, but at, at least at the beginning, they're pretty similar. But I've been told, slash I read, that they do diverge slightly. We come into the beginning of this episode. The music is slapping. You heard it at the beginning. I'll let everybody know I'm going to be calling Gone Gone, because that's his name, and he's like the main character. Kurapika, probably going to be referring to as Pika Pika from now on. And Leorio as Mr. Oreo, because he wants to be called Mr. so very badly. That was the... You can go listen to the first episode. So st Anyway, one of the first things I noticed or looked up more about, and apparently I'm huge spoiler, I looked up something that is shown to you, or the audience that is, in episode 160 out of 160. <laughs> I looked it up immediately because I really like maps. So I'm going to tell you this. Don't go look up the map of the Hunter Hunter world unless you want major spoilers. James was like, dude, you you ruined it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, uh, that's what I do. I ruin things actively for myself because I think it's fun. Fun facts. The Hunter Hunter map that you shouldn't look up if you want to keep the magic alive is compared to a lot the Lovecraft map of Dreamland. And that is interesting because we are also recapping and reviewing Lovecraft Country on HBO right now. And that's why that's interesting. Isn't it fun when someone explains something to you and then at the end, they're like, that's interesting because I said so. And I don't need you to agree. <laughs> I just know you do. This is entertainment. This is what entertainment sounds and feels like. Anywho, let's get into the summary and talk about the show. So the captain drops them off at Dale Harbor. 
which seems to be on upside down version of South America on the map, which is in this world and all the way to the northwest of the map. And to its right is a giant version of Australia that's disconcerting. Anyway, I love imaginary maps. I think I've gotten that point across, but I needed to reiterate it. The captain gives them advice. Go to the cedar tree first. It's a shortcut to the exam site because there are buses there that are supposed to take you straight to the exam site. But that is a bamboozle. Don't get on those buses. Next to Gon and the captain having this conversation, a ne'er-do-well is standing there, and he's just listening in. What is this degenerate off to the side going to do? Is it going to be a problem? <laughs> I hope not. They look at a map of Zabin City, where they have to go. They notice that the tree is in an opposite direction, and Pika Pika slash Gon just believe in the captain and start walking there. Mr. Oreo is like, you guys are dumb. I'm getting on the bus. But thankfully, while he walks to the bus, he hears two other people being like, oh, stupid rookies getting on the bus. That's dumb. Don't do that. Which is very convenient. Uh, I don't know, story-wise for Mr. Oreo-wise. Generally convenient. As they keep walking, it gets weirder and creepier on that trail. There are black birds and shit, which you know is some creepy shit. Like, black birds being around you, that's creepy stuff. They're going to eat out your eyes. Okay, I've seen that movie, that cartoon movie about dinosaurs when I was a kid. I know exactly what blackbirds do when they are in large packs around you. They eat all your bones and your eyes and you crumple into a little fleshy ball. And then they eat that too. Deathly afraid of, I'm not afraid of, you know, my girlfriend is deathly afraid of birds. So like I have to protect her from birds like you would a person who enters your home at night trying to steal your shit. Like I have to grab a weapon and be like, don't worry, honey, I will pretend to hit this swan i'm not gonna hit you swan you did nothing wrong okay you're beautiful in fact unless you try to eat me or my girlfriend get away from my girlfriend swan i digress so it's creepy on this trail that they're on and then they run into a bunch of old ladies in masks and then one old lady who's not in a mask gone says he's really bad at quizzes and this is concerning because he has to do well on this he's not even at the actual exam yet he has to get through this and by the way this pop quiz by a bunch of old ladies in masks, which is very normal. You get five seconds to answer. It's a yes or no question. And if you're wrong, you just go home, which would suck. Before they could answer the questions, and as Mr. Oreo is complaining about how this uh, is a bullshit process, the ne'er-do-well, the degen, walks up behind them and is like, ha, 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 I'm going to do this question first, and I am going to get to the exam first. I am the best. You guys suck. His question is, a group of evil villains have kidnapped his mother and his true love. Ah, a classic Two-Face and Rachel Dawes conundrum from Dark Knight. You can save only one, say number one for the mother and two for true love. He picks number one because mothers are apparently irreplaceable, trying to pander to the old lady, and they say he can pass. Mr. Oreo continues to complain, screams about how this is rigged, and then the old ladies don't answer him, and he shouts, say something, and then the bird makes a noise. Which is funny, because when birds make noises that should be human noises, that's hilarious, and everyone knows that. Leorio keeps shouting that there is no right answer, and Pika Pika is like, oh shit, good point, dude. The old lady thinks to herself, oh my god. Pika Pika's figured it out, and stops him from telling anyone else that. Then they get their question. A son and daughter are kidnapped. You get to save one of them. Choose one for son and two for daughter. Mr. Oreo grabs a stick, and what is his plan here? To beat the shit out of an old riddle lady? With a goddamn stick? I'll go so far as to say that's a bad plan. Mr. Oreo. Mr. Double Stuffed Idiot. You are double stuffed and the second half of the cream is made out of pure idiot. Mr. Oreo. P.S. by the way, I said to James, 
Yo, Mr. Oreo sucks. He yelled at Pika Pika that he was glad the genocide happened. He tried to fight him on the bow of a ship that was about to be destroyed. And then he threatens to hit an old woman. Not just threatens, he's about to try to attack her. Dude sucks. And James is like, he gets better. And I was like, I don't fucking believe you. <laughs> like, even if he does get better, every time he does something of worth or is like proving himself to be not the person that he started off as, uh, perhaps I'll just be like, wow. <laughs> At the beginning, Mr. Oreo really took a nosedive into being a piece of shit. But now he's a little bit less of a piece of shit. But I'll always remember what you started as, Mr. Oreo. People never change. change i'm reminded of that rick and morty quote right now i think that guy has something else going on there's some other stuff's happening to him right now and i'm that other guy anyway p.s i said anyway a thousand goddamn times last episode let's keep it going so the time is up all five seconds of it nobody answered and then mr oreo jumps up in the air and goes to hit the old lady with a stick because he's a fucking idiot Pika Squared stops them from splitting open this old lady's brain cavity and then explains that they got it right. Silence is the correct answer. There is no right answer. She never said that to the other dude. She said to the other dude that he could pass, but not that his answer was right. And the old lady's like, clever girl, except for it's not. It's a clever boy. And opens a actual path to the tree so that they can get there faster and more efficiently than the person, you know, that... They sent off into the wrong goddamn direction. And then the old hag lady is nice to Mr. Oreo for no reason. Tells him that he's going to do his best and that she got into the profession of being a weird pop quizzer in the middle of the street for people like him. Which is... No. Don't forgive him. He just attacked you for doing your job. Whatever. I guess I'll stop complaining now because if I don't, then this will just be a complaining podcast. Is that good? Do you guys like that? Do you guys like complaining podcasts? I kind of like it very much. I'm drinking water. Give me a second. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm just alone in a room fighting myself. Anywho, Zolzgon is still sitting on the ground while Pika Pika and Mr. Oreo start to go on the path. He's trying to think of an answer still. <laughs> what a lovable idiot. He thinks about what if this was an actual thing that happened to him? A real situation. I know that this was just like a hypothetical quiz that we just did and we did well, I suppose, by not answering. But... It would be wrong in real life to choose one or the other in this situation. And then that showed a frame of Mr. Oreo and Pika Pika. And I was like, oh, is this foreshadowing? Is he going to have to choose between either one of them? It's a little forward, a little on the nose, but I'll take it. So they're off on the crossroads. And the old hag, I call her, you know, she deserves to be called better than that. The old recently attacked for no reason lady narrates as they walk away. I'm glad Gone said that shit because he's right. This is not going to be an abstract problem. Becoming a hunter, this is probably going to happen to you sooner rather than later. And I'm glad that he's thinking about it. And you know what? Old, recently almost attacked lady. Me too. So they're on the path. There are signs everywhere that says magical beasts, please beware. Mr. Oreo keeps screaming about how he's hungry. Bro, read the signs around you. Stop shouting so that the beasts come and murder you. You dumb idiot. Dude sucks so much. I hate him. They finally arrive at the cabin that they were going to this entire time. They knock on the door, but nobody answers. Then they go in anyway, and there's a magical beast in front of them. A Kitoko. I I don't know what... You know what? Okay. 
if listeners to the podcast will know that James and I have always been bad at saying names, words, anything with letters, really. I don't know how to say what this thing is. Just know that it's like a weird, tall, yellow fox on his hind legs who has a woman in his clutches. And there's already, by the way, a dude on the ground who looks like he got the crap kicked out of him. And then the beast jumps out the window. Dude's still on the ground. And the beast jumped out with the wife still in his hands. The giant, yellow, weird fox. I'm going to call him Weird Fox. Is that fine with everybody? Good. I'm glad we had this talk. So immediately you're like, okay, this is probably a test, right? Grandma back there probably said, you know, this is a test. Captain intimated that it was also going to be a test. Something is going on with these weird foxes that's not a real scenario of danger. But a lot like what just happened in the pop quiz, they have to choose between the person on the ground who looks like he's dying and the one being taken away by the weird fox. Mr. Oreo stays and chills with the dude on the ground to try to help him. This is the first time we get the inkling that Mr. Oreo might have some medical training, which doesn't make up for him being a prick. Gon and Pika Pika chase the monster. Pika is impressed by Gon's eye speed and jumping skills. Skills with a Z, just like HBO boys. And then the Katiko, or the weird fox, talks to Gon, and he's like, Gon, that is, yo, you can fucking talk, which Pika Pika already knew. Pika's super smart. Pika knows a bunch of things about the world. And he's like, yeah, Gon, he can talk. He's fucking magic. And Gon's like, perfect. I'm going to use that to our advantage. So Gon then keeps going faster and faster and jumping higher and higher. He is incredibly dexterous, like not that of a normal human being. And he hits the weird fox over the head, which then makes the weird fox drop the lady from 30 feet up. Thankfully, Pika Pika is there to save the day and catch the lady because the lady would have just gotten squished. Pika Pika once again notes that this was very reckless. It was exactly like when Gon jumped off the ship in the last episode. Also reckless and without the help of Pika Pika and Mr. Oreo last episode and Pika Pika this episode, it would have spelled disaster. Help that might not always be there in the future. Gon continues to chase. Pika Pika starts to talk to the lady. She asks to be taken to her husband. Pika Pika notices that she has very odd tattoos. And for a moment, I was like, oh my God, are these the tattoos of the Phantom Troop? The group that eradicated Pika Pika's people. And then Mr. Oreo walks behind Pika Pika and is like, don't worry, the man is cool. And Pika hits him because I assumed he knew that Mr. Oreo was a shape-shifting beast. But it turns out Pika Pika just hit Mr. Oreo and he didn't know that he was a shape-shifting beast just because he was like, why did you leave the man on the ground? It doesn't matter if he's cool now. You don't leave him. Anyway, Mr. Oreo wasn't Mr. Oreo. It was a shape-shifting beast, as I've previously said multiple times. And then... Pika Pika puts the weapon to the lady's throat, too, and he's like, what the F is going on, you two? The music kicks up once more. It sounds like a cacophony of synthesizers playing the Pirates theme song. Gon is still on the prow of the Weird Wolf. He jumps off a cliff by accident, as Pika Pika recently pointed out to himself. Incredibly reckless. But thankfully, Gon has super strength and super speed, so he catches a tree with his fishing pole and brings him back up. As the Weird Fox is about to murder Gon, Gon is like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are you? You're a different weird fox than was just following me. You look and sound completely different. But to be fair, I was like, no, no. This weird fox sounds and looks exactly like this other weird fox. So Gon knows some shit that we don't. He's incredibly perceptive, apparently. We then port back to the cabin. It turns out that the married couple are the son and daughter of the two weird foxes that 
were changing in and out and being chased by Pika Pika and gone. They're super psyched that someone could tell them apart. Gone has apparently become the first to do that in a very long time. Oreo and Pika Pika are like, well, can you fucking tell them apart? Because I can't fucking tell them apart. You can't either, right? God, fuck. I have no idea. What was gone? What is dude's weird? Apparently they were called the Navigators. And they are but another step to the actual beginning line of the Hunter Hunter exam exam. They say that all three of them pass for various reasons. Pika Pika, because you knew that we weren't married because the woman's tattoos meant in that region that she is celibate. <laughs> and she, like, you knew I don't fuck, so you pass. Mr. Oreo apparently passes because, as they say, he never realized that they were baddies, but he's a good doctor and he kept assuring everyone in the situation that they would be okay. So he's secretly compassionate, even though he viciously attacks old women when he's frustrated. So, you know, he's a violent psychopath of the heart of gold, obviously. And they're like, gone, you pass because you're a fucking superhero, dude. I don't know. You're, you, you're, uh, you belong in the Marvel universe, dude. I don't fucking know. You're great. Good luck. You pass. Anywho, the weird foxes then fly them to the exam. There's a great shot of all four of the weird foxes, apparently the married couple, also can be foxes, and the three kids holding onto their legs in the moonlight. It was a really cool shot. And then a wild narrator appears. And so gone, and his friends have a brief journey in the sky that they haven't reached the starting line yet. Ha ha ha, I'm a cheeky fuck. That's exactly what he says. And the next episode, we get the title of which is Rivals in Survival, which is great because I love rhyming. So yeah, thanks again for chilling with me, watching Hunter Hunter. Two episodes down, 158 to go. I give myself a shot of like, well, you guys guess. How many will I get into? You don't know how dedicated I am. Spoiler alert, not incredibly. But I'm going to try my best. That's what life is all about. Trying your best and watching an anime you barely know anything about and then explaining it to strangers. But you guys aren't strangers, right? You're here with me. That's the best part of podcasts. I saw this. This is a meme. It was a meme of someone listening to a podcast alone and being like, I love listening to podcasts. It's like listening to friends talk while I sit there in the middle of it silently. (laughs) But this podcast, this specific show on this channel only has me. So it's just like me and you having a one-sided conversation where I do all the talking, which to be fair is a lot like most conversations I have with all the regular, the people next to me in my life. So, you know, now you know what it's like being my friend. Actually exhausting. Okay, y'all. I'll see you for episode three. I love you. Bye.